0: buying a home? Don't panic. Just listen to the rest of this podcast. Welcome to Home Inspection Authority Straight Talk Podcast with me, John LaForme. Are you a home buyer, a realtor, or maybe a home inspector? If you are, then this podcast is definitely for you. So let's get right into some straight talk about home inspections. Okay, everybody, I am back. John here from Home Inspection Authority. I want to start off by saying thank you to everybody for the really good, positive comments regarding episode one and the launch of my podcast. Very inspiring and inspiring enough to have me start episode two. So here we go. So uh, episode two, I wanna discuss drywall, cracks, nail pops, screw pops, uh, wavy walls, uh, sagging ceilings. All this has got to do with drywall or plaster in some cases on the older homes. So I've noticed over the years that uh, a lot of clients get fixated When they see a crack in the ceiling or a crack in the wall, and 95% of the time it's just cosmetic, but it really, really gets them worried. I've noticed that. They get really panicked when they see that. So I want to try to put everybody at ease with that and let you know when it's typically a problem and when it's typically not a problem. Drywall has been around since the uh, early 1900s. However, it became really popular around 1940s, 1950s, and now it's commonly used as the go-to material for any wall or ceiling finish. So let me try to explain what drywall is. Drywall is simply uh, two paper boards that sandwich gypsum, which is a powdery white sulfate mineral. And that's it. It's, it's not like made out of steel or wood. It's just it's a fragile material and under stress it can crack it can rip Um, if the wood framing behind the wall starts to twist from drying out it can cause what's called nail pops or screw pops where you actually see like a the uh, the screw or the nail is trying to push itself out towards the living area so it looks like a, a blemish so how much does drywall cost drywall is Right now, it's about twelve dollars a sheet for a half inch, which means it's uh, eight feet long, four feet tall, and a half inch thick. And then you can get into you know a five eighths, uh, which would be the same width and length. Uh, however, the five eighths t- is typically used in garage applications for uh, fireproofing between the home and the between the garage and the home uh, to keep fire from spreading in the event there was a garage fire. It's also used for attached townhome developments as fire barrier between the units. And it also has some soundproofing characteristics as well. So some developers may double up on that 5-H drywall in between the buildings. And that way there, uh, you're gonna get your fireproofing and a better sound barrier. So did you even know that drywall gets cut with a razor blade? That's how you cut it to size. You simply cut one side of the paper and you snap it, and then you run your blade down the backside, and that's how you cut your drywall. So another example of how fragile the material is. So if you're curious as to, hey, what is this stuff all about? Next time you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, just go to the lumber section and and ask somebody to point you in the direction of the drywall or sheetrock, if you want to call it that, Um, and just take a look at it. And I'm sure you're going to see a bunch of pieces of it laying on the floor because every time somebody picks it up and bangs the corner on the ground, it breaks off. So it's very fragile if you're beating on it, but if it's installed correctly on a nice straight uh, lumber wall or, or ceiling, and you know, you shouldn't have too many problems with it as long as it's screwed down properly. If you see a crack that is perfectly straight, typically that is the seam between two sheets of drywall and it may not have been taped properly or for some reason it just came apart and did not work out well. So a straight crack is typically not any kind of sign of a structural problem with your house. It's typically just a poor tape job where the two joints came together. Now, if you see a crack that is kind of jagged and you can actually see the paper tearing, um, and the the crack is not going to be straight. It's very seldom you'll see them straight like that. However, that is a indication that there was movement at one time of the building. So, because we live in California, we always have to consider that that hey, maybe the house just got shooken up real bad in the last earthquake and no one ever fixed it and that's that's a good assumption uh most of the time that's probably what it is now understand when you're getting your home inspected your home inspector hasn't been to the house before most likely so he can't tell you how long it's been there the best thing to do is ask the seller if they have any history with that crack did it just happen was it from years ago and they ignored it or did they patch it and it came back Now, that's another point I want to go over real quick. If you see that a crack has been patched, and then it's cracked again, well, then that may be indication of an ongoing issue with the building. One condition that may cause this could be expansive soil. I mentioned uh, this in episode one. And this is very possible that the property is on expansive soil. So if a crack keeps getting fixed and it keeps reappearing, that's a good indicator that that may be the problem. Another issue, along with the expansive soil, could be drainage issues. Uh, there's inadequate drainage. There's no roof gutters. All that can play a role in causing cracks around the house. If the right side of the house stays, um, stays still, and then the left side of the house or the middle of the house starts to raise or lower, well, then that's how you can get cracks. Now, if the house you're looking at has just recently been remodeled, and there's cracks throughout the house, then that's uh, something I would be concerned about. If it has all new cosmetics inside, which means it may have new drywall, uh, of course, it has new paint everywhere, and that you st- and that your home inspector or yourself may point out uh, a lot of cracks in different rooms, then, uh, yeah, so that may be a current issue that needs to be evaluated to see what's causing it. When I see this condition, I typically come to the conclusion that before the remodel, the house had a lot of cracks in it. So... Once again, this could be uh, because of the foundation, expansive soil. It could be something from under the house causing movement. Uh, so you may need some floor framing work, reinforcements. Uh, you may need some foundation work. It, it's, it's hard to tell until the entire house has been inspected and then your home inspector can give you a a good assessment of what he thinks might have been causing that issue. Let's now cover settlement. Typical settlement of a house. Let's say you have a new construction house. Uh, You can expect to see cracks within the first three years of that house being built. Why? Uh, Because as the house is built more and more weight are added to the structure, which means all that weight is transferring down into the ground. So if there's any uh, soil that wasn't compacted completely, then it's going to settle until it finally compacts. So in other words, settling means movement. So if one side of the house settles and the other side doesn't, you may experience some tearing cracks, stress cracks, I like to call them. Uh, When I see torn drywall or crushed drywall, like it's forcing itself down on top of itself, then I refer to that as a stress crack. Uh, And that's all about movement. So the takeaway here is the house moves. If it does move, that's how cracks happen. Now, has it stopped moving? Hopefully. Uh, Typically the case is, like I said, new construction, First three years, you could experience some settling. Now, other homes are not that lucky, um, and that means there's a lot of settlement, and some of the settlement could be very severe. And the reason for that is man-made fill. Some homes are built, let's say, on a uneven grade, so the uh, developer has to push dirt onto the property to make the pad big enough to cover the whole um, house structure so that they can then dig the hole and pull the foundation. So let's say, for example, 75% of the soil your house, is, the new house is sitting on is just natural soil. It's been sitting there forever. And then 25% of it is man-made, so which means a bulldozer pushed a bunch of dirt up to the existing dirt and they compacted it all down. Now, doesn't mean it was compacted perfectly correctly, so over time, man-made fill can then settle, and the rest of the soil does not move. That alone can cause stress on the wood framing, which can twist, which can definitely cause some pretty significant cracks. But when that happens, typically you'll see floor deflection in the house, which means you get to one point in the house and the floor either goes downhill or uphill. In the case of settling, it's probably going downhill. But if you walk in the reverse direction, it's gonna be going uphill. If the house you're buying has undergone a major remodel or had uh, additional square footage added on, then you can expect to see cracks where the new addition connects to the old structure. The original structure. And the reason for that is, well, the original structure has been there probably for a long time. And now you have a a new structure attached to it. So the new structure has the ability of settling. It may settle a little bit. It may settle a lot. And whether it's a little or a lot, it can cause cracks where it connects to the older structure. So expect to see that if you have a brand new addition Added within the first three years. Okay, here's a true story for you. A few years back, I inspected a home for a realtor that I was doing business with. Um, he was purchasing it for himself, and uh, it was a complete remodel, flip. Uh, everything was new in there every wall, every ceiling, uh, kitchens, baths, you name it. It was completely redone, and overall, it looked pretty nice. Um, But when I got onto the house, right away, I could see a lot of shrinkage cracks in the soil. And right away, I could see all kinds of foundation work that was already done. So I think I counted 10 to 14 uh, foundation straps What that means is uh, there was cracks in the foundation at least 10 to 14 locations. And a foundation contractor came in and uh, installed straps, which means they drill a hole in one side of the crack, drill a hole in the other side of the crack. They put a piece of metal across the two and they bolted in. So it's there intended to help prevent the uh, crack from getting wider. So this was throughout the crawl space. And you know, yeah, I, I believe even the uh, some of the wood columns were, uh, you know, kind of tilted and just they've been taking a beating from the expansive soil because it's obviously it's been there for a long time. It was an older home that was flipped. So uh, at the end of my inspection, I let them know. I said, "Hey, look, you know, this is this house is definitely on expansive soil." I'm going to recommend you have a soils engineer come out and take a look at that to confirm that. And and I told them what to expect. I said, right now the walls and ceilings look good. But I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before you start seeing cracks all over the place. Because it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So I'd say a good year went by. And I happened to just remember the house and I started asking him questions and he said, yeah, he goes, I have been noticing cracks in the ceilings and the walls. So this means that the house is moving when the soil gets wet and when it dries, it moves again. So expansion contraction with the expansive soil can and will cause cracks. Now I want to talk directly to new home inspectors. So, listen up, everybody. Um, whether it's going to be your first inspection or your 10th inspection or your 30th or 40th, be careful when you have a pushy client or a pushy realtor trying to get you to explain stuff before you finish your inspection. I do not recommend that you try to identify how a crack arrived on a wall or a ceiling until you have completed your inspection, which means you've evaluated the foundation, you've evaluated the attic, uh, you've evaluated the conditions around the house, like, you know, is there drainage around the house? Is there rain gutters on the house? Um, is there any negative grade around the house and so forth? You have to have all this knowledge already before you can honestly answer those types of questions. Now, if you start your inspection by doing the interior first, I would definitely not comment on those cracks. I would say, well, ma'am, well, sir, please, you know, let me finish my inspection and I could better answer those questions. It's the smartest thing you can do. Because if you decide to take the, oh, oh, that's an easy one. That's just a crack. I don't worry about it. And then you decide to go into the house and then you see some major issues under there that probably caused the crack. You're going to sound like the fool for saying what you said prior to knowing the condition of the entire house. So do yourselves a favor. Uh, it's, I'm giving you good advice. I've been down this road before. I've seen other inspectors uh, put on the spot and just blow it and say stuff they shouldn't have said and without having all of the information at hand. So make sure you have all the facts before you try to identify the cause of the cracks. Otherwise, you may put your foot in your mouth and sound like a fool. And if you do that, You're going to put doubt in your client's head about anything else you might have told them. So I'm trying to give you really good advice here. Stay away from those situations, control the inspection, and let them know you'll answer the questions when you're done. On occasion, I will find a sagging ceiling in a home that I'm inspecting, and uh, typically it's uh, an early 1900s home. So the ceiling may be still made out of plaster. um, And that's all very heavy. So what I do when I see that is I want to take a good look in the attic and see what's going on with the framing up in the attic. Because back in the early 1900s, the framing members were much smaller than today's uh, building standards. And what happens is uh, those thin joists and uh supports they they'll split over time they just split because there's this inadequate support over the years and um uh, i would definitely not walk in that area if you're in the attic and uh i would definitely not poke at that ceiling from below uh you don't, you don't want to make it worse and the important thing here is that's a safety hazard if that ceiling was to fail and fall on somebody below, it could really hurt them. So, you don't want to overlook a sagging ceiling when you're inspecting a house. You want to take a good look at that stuff. And, like I said, it's typically in an early 1900s home. I don't typically see it otherwise. On occasion, if I can recall, I've seen maybe a few homes that had one room with a sagging drywall ceiling. And that turned out being it just wasn't uh, screwed properly and it w- or it wasn't nailed properly, and it just started to fail over time. So something else to look for with drywall. Okay, so what causes a wavy wall? Why does my wall look like it has a, a curve or a bend in it? Well, <laughs> that could be a few different things. Uh, that could be really poor framing, um, and it could be a condition where the wall that you're looking at is the wall that has all the plumbing vents running through it. And if it's an older home with cast iron, that pipe takes up a lot of space inside the wall. And if the framer's not in good communication with the plumber, and then, uh, you know, the framing's done, and then the plumber does his rough work, and then his pipe is sticking past the wall... And the framer doesn't see it, because uh, if he did see it, he would probably fur out the wall so it's the uh, pipe is not sticking past the wall. And then um, if, but if that gets overlooked, well then <laughs> here comes the drywaller. He's not going to try to fix it. Uh, he's just going to run his drywall right over it or his plaster right over it. That's typically what causes a wavy wall. It's just cosmetic. It's just probably going to be an eyesore. Uh, you can fix it. Uh, it may require pulling off the wall sheathing, uh, the drywall or plaster, and then, and then straightening the wall and then, and then reapplying the drywall or the plaster. But it's typically not a big issue. It's just a cosmetic issue. Okay, so now I want you to ask yourself, does your current home or apartment have cracks If so, does it look like your house is falling down? Probably not. So keep that in mind when you're going to buy someone else's house. Um, It's just, I'm trying to remove the panic from the crack issue because it happens a lot. A lot of buyers are just very, very stressed out over this. And it seems to be their main focal point throughout the inspection. And I think they're going into it with the wrong mindset. So the expectations are just wrong um, going into the purchase of the house. If you're buying a house, it should be fun and not stressful. So you really want to educate yourself on what it is you're going to buy. Keep in mind the number one thing that you should always be aware of is what is the age of your house? Was it... Built in the early 1900s, is it 1950s, is it the 1980s? The age of your house plays a role in what might be wrong with your house. So that's why it's important to know the age. Just a reminder, drywall is only $12 a sheet. So if you have cracked drywall, it's an easy repair. Just get someone who knows what they're doing to install it. And you can just get rid of those cracks that are annoying the hell out of you. So that wraps up episode two, the drywall crack saga. Um, Yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, full disclosure, I'm now going to do an infomercial about myself and my company. So here we go. Home Inspection Authority offers general home inspections, obviously also cover sewer camera inspections, uh, swimming pool inspections, indoor air quality testing, and mold inspections and testing. So if you need any of those, give us a call. uh, 800-950-8184. You can also visit my website, which has a lot of helpful information regarding my services. And you can also schedule online on the website. Also, I want to point out, um, if you enjoy comedy you might want to check out my YouTube channel because there's some funny stuff on there regarding what I find at work on a daily basis. So uh, check it out. You'll also find some uh, informational videos, home maintenance videos. And for the home inspectors listening, there's some good tools video, uh, tool videos that I recommend using and so forth. And uh, I recently started a TikTok, which I'm still trying to learn how to do so bear with me on that and my tiktok address is authority inspector and my instagram is also authority inspector you can also find me on facebook uh, home inspection authority and uh, i hope you found today's episode helpful and informative and i hope it uh answered a lot of your questions you had about drywall issues